0: Okay everybody, welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast. And this is Gene with you once again. And today I am with my good buddy and old friend uh Jay Plyburn. Uh Jay is a special guest that I wanted to have on today because he has a uh, pretty v- diverse background. Um he comes from uh well, a lot of different fields, um, acting and um being a news anchor and a few other things. So I thought that he'd be a great guest to have on today, just to sort of talk about his background and maybe even give us um some advice on what he does, um, especially in the acting field. Jay, how you doing, man?
1: And you know, I am good. Thanks so much for having me on here.
0: Yeah. Um, so so how are you? I know that you moved to um michigan lately so what how long have you been in michigan first off and then i'll ask you about your background
1: the mitten state one of many names it has uh moved here in january so about six months ago and i had never really spent any time here prior to that
0: wow okay so tell me about um your background i know that um you um well i i know you get into you're into acting and you do Mm -hmm. um some uh Anchoring on television and that sort of thing for uh, television news. So, I guess, kind of tell me your, you know, if you want to get a little bit into your where you grew up and then what sure. you did for college and then what you did after that and how you kind of got to where you are now.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, kind of a complicated background story as to how I got to where I am, but I grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, and I grew up in a, a very theatrical family. Uh, my parents were involved in musical theater, uh, both in the local community and at church. And so I did all of the above growing up. Uh, we were taken to auditions for commercials and uh, whatnot in the local community there, but then also did the theater scene. And we were uh, constantly singing and things at church. And, and I did show choir in high school. So very much a, a performance-based upbringing, which... Um, fueled this desire in me to entertain. And so when I got to college, I wasn't sure which direction to to go. Uh, I I ended up studying business management for a couple of years. And then I did an acting and modeling conference to which these talent agents said, I don't know if business is going to open as many doors for you as something involving a theater degree, or someone mentioned broadcast journalism, the ability to learn about the camera and how to be comfortable in front of it. So I took that route. I, I studied journalism for the idea of Uh, honing my skills in front of the camera with this idea of I'm going to move to Hollywood and, you know, be the next action movie star. Um, So I got my degree in broadcast journalism. I did not move to Hollywood. Actually, uh, reality set in and I had uh, bills to pay and uh, it was always been expensive to live in California. So I just uh, took work where I could get it. And I kept getting jobs in TV news. And so, yeah, TV news uh, has been a, a great career path for me. Um, my first journalism job was in West Texas as a news reporter slash weekend weatherman and uh, had a lot of fun out there that turned into a, a news anchor opportunity as a weekend anchor which took me to Northwest Arkansas where I eventually became the main anchor uh, for the CBS affiliate out there and. Um, and then I pursued my passions in entertainment wholeheartedly. Went to Atlanta, Georgia, to pursue acting opportunities, and did some some great work there as far as acting and producing TV pilots and some film projects. And uh, and then the journalism door opened once again. NBC Atlanta made me a great offer to be a reporter there. So all of a sudden, I was once again balancing acting and and um, and TV news, and uh, eventually um, ended up here in. In Michigan, as uh, now morning anchor for the ABC News affiliate here, and still doing the acting on the side. So, that's a, a long answer to probably a quick question, but that's how I got here.
0: No, that's great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, like, I know uh, you, um, it, I guess what um, I was going to ask you what led to acting, but you basically, you essentially answered that. Where did you go to college, by the way?
1: Marshall University. Oh,
0: the great Marshall. Yeah. Yes. I love that. uh, We are a Marshall movie, by the way.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a fun fact. They filmed that on our campus my senior year. And that was kind of like my first real taste of Hollywood to see uh, the film crews come in and the setup of the, you know, the jibs and all the camera gear and lighting. And I was I was fast. I was already kind of fascinated by the movie industry anyway. But then to see it firsthand get set up on campus there all the extras that they brought in my mom and I actually did an open casting call out there and we were both, both cast as extras in there. So, so my first real taste of Hollywood was with, we are Marshall filmed on campus there Uh and it was super cool. Um, Matter of fact, we made enough money through being extras that my dad got our whole family tickets to the premiere there in Huntington. And so got to see the movie for the first time with the actors and the producers and McGee who directed it, got to meet, Matthew wow. McConaughey and Matthew Fox and all this. So that was that was really one of the things that kind of instilled in me, this idea of maybe there's a future for me in acting. And so I was just an extra. Yeah. I didn't, didn't have any lines, but I did make it on screen a few times in the movie. So that was my early claim to fame.
0: Oh, you did make it a few times.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, you can see me in there.
0: I've only seen it one time. I need to rewatch it.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll tell you where to look for me. If you okay. pause it at just the right moment, you can see me very well.
0: Okay. You'll have to message that to me because I'll, I'll yeah, well, rent it again and rewatch it because I've got a mutual friend, buddy, that we talked about before um mr garrett moore that was actually an extra yeah. in it, and i think he did it while they were in atlanta if i'm not, not mistaken
1: so yeah that's interesting i didn't know that garrett was in there as well but um they did film a good portion of it in huntington because uh-huh. of, you know that's where it, the story takes place but then a lot of the football scenes were filmed in atlanta so he may have already been in atlanta by the time they were shooting yeah. that so yeah. yeah he could have been he could have shot up there in georgia
0: i remember him posting some of the um extra scene i guess he might have done it under the radar but he like posted a few pictures of him in his dress and everything like that. i think he may have played yeah. a security guard oh cool but
1: um you, you wouldn't know. even recognize me in the movie because it's a period piece right so they they put me in i actually think they had the wardrobe from that 70s show that they were putting the cast <laughs> in and uh so i'm there in a little tight button-up orange sweater i have horn-rimmed glasses on and actually the first day of shooting they had told all men that are able to grow facial hair show up with facial hair with a beard, if you can grow it. So I had this awesome beard and they came around and they said, okay, you keep the beard, you shave the beard, you keep the beard to all these <laughs> different guys. It got to me and they said, shave it down into a mustache and let the sideburns come all the way down. So I've got this real gross looking mustache and oh, wow. sideburns come It wasn't a good look for me, but whatever, you know, it was yeah. a pain job.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Um, so I was, uh, that was going to be my other thing to ask if you met McConaughey for very long or not
1: but very briefly and it was at the after party of the premiere um i think he was s- slightly intoxicated uh, wow. but he you know he was enjoying himself he had just he had just seen the premiere of a movie he's starring in so he was celebrating a little bit uh rumor had it he was actually being asked to leave the vip section because he had I'll use the term gotten sick on the table. I don't know if that's true or not. I never, never heard if that was true or not, but Mm -hmm. heard that he was partying a little, a little bit hard in Huntington that night. So who knows?
0: Well, you know, at the very least I think about Matthew McConaughey that he's probably, he's one of the good ambassadors, I think in Hollywood these days, you know, a lot of them get a bad rap and yeah, I think about McConaughey. He has a lot of good things to say and a lot of good things for people. Cause I don't know when you were in Atlanta, we'll go to, we'll, guest transfer or sorry transition into the atlanta experience um how was that how how long were you in atlanta and how was the acting experience for you even before you got your anchor job there and during that time
1: anchor uh atlanta was was a great experience i went there kind of sight unseen not knowing anybody now i I have a uh, an aunt and um a cousin who lives there um but they I mean they don't live in the city they live out outside Atlanta and so I didn't I didn't know much about Atlanta when I went there other than it was kind of the place to be Georgia as a whole the place to be for TV and film productions and that's why I went there. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. I was only there for a few years the big the big takeaway, the big win was I met a girl there and fell in love and got married there and now live a happy life we, you know here in, here in Grand Rapids with her um, yeah, but one of the other things that I that I wanted to do there was was really hit the ground running as far as working in the industry there, and I and I was given a lot of different pieces of advice. You know, jump onto a film set if you can, go work behind the scenes, regardless, you know, of what you want to do. If it's being in front of the camera or behind the camera, just go try to get whatever work you can get. Um, and I, I just wasn't sure how to go about that, so I was uh, given advice. Actually, I met a lady, Melissa Simpson, my first day in town, and. Um, she, she pointed me in the right directions. She said, you should go check out Nick Conti professional actor studio. Um, mm-hmm. she said, there's a lot of good people over there. There's a lot of talent in that studio. And, um, and I think you'll like Nick. So one of my first, you know, weeks in town, I visited this actor studio and really did get a good, a good vibe. And I had read reviews online, um, talking about how long the studio had been there in town, 20 some odd years. And, um, so I went and started introducing myself to people. Everybody it was very nice. I auditioned for Nick and got accepted into the advanced acting class. Uh, that was within my first couple months in Atlanta, and so and actually my first my first night in class got partnered with a guy named Amandre, who to this day is one of my best friends. Um, I, I co-produced a couple of TV pilots with him a couple of years ago, and I uh, think the world of him. And we met through that acting class. So um, just within that that little acting school made great connections, which, you know, developed into, um, paying jobs, uh, and some great opportunities. And, um, but yeah, as a whole, Atlanta was great. I guess kind of my big claim to fame out of that area was I I was cast, um, as a reporter on the resident, which Mm -hmm. is an ongoing medical drama on Fox. Um, I would say it pays to know people. Uh, I had started dating Whitney at the time, who I'm now married to, and uh, her cousin is the creator of the show and the main writer on the show. Hmm. And early on, she had reached out to her her cousin to say, hey, I'm, I'm falling in love with this guy. And I think there's a chance he might leave because at the time there was a potential job opportunity for me with QVC uh based out out of philadelphia just outside of philadelphia and it was a it was a crazy on-air job it was like a quarter million dollar contract and i was gung-ho all about it I, they they flew me to new york for an interview and it looked like everything was going my way um it did not they, they passed over me for the job but all the while she had reached out to her cousin to say you know he's trying to be an actor in atlanta so if, if there's ever an opening on your show well came time they needed a news reporter for one of the episodes and um they didn't just give me the gig which would have been nice but they sent me an email and said you would like you to audition for this since you have experience as a news reporter so i i you know auditioned for it like however many other people did as well and uh and the, and i got the part they said okay so i i was cast as a news reporter in one episode with like one line, it was three or four sentences, look like I was doing a live shot out there, microphone in hand. And and one episode turned into two episodes, turned into three. And eventually I was able to do six episodes in season two, which was, which was great, you know, just to have that on my resume to be, you know, officially a, uh, a SAG-AFTRA um oh that got uh, you the SAG
0: okay well it
1: it could have gotten me the SAG I didn't I never paid my dues I didn't actually become Ah. a member of SAG but um I what's the term I'm looking for I'm SAG eligible uh Mm -hmm. because because I had uh enough lines in, in this network show um but more than that it was just a great experience just to be on set to to work with these different directors of the different episodes um and to be you know kind of mingling with with some of the cast members there uh just just you know, being in a trailer on set, it was a fantastic experience. And, um, and I'm hopeful that I can, can do more work in, in that regard. Um, but that was, that was the big, that was the big thing. in Atlanta was getting to be a part of the resident that also got me signed with a really good agency, Atlanta models talent, mm-hmm. um, who then got me another gig on, on, uh, an, in, a show called insatiable, which was on Netflix, um, where I got to play, a um kind of an unsavory news anchor uh it was a fun it was a fun role but saying lines that no news anchor would ever actually say and uh so that was that was a lot of fun so um so yeah that was kind of the the extent of my my acting experience in atlanta
0: yeah well part of the that i haven't mentioned yet is it i met jay through the acting school because i decided to take some of the classes myself i did it for about six months uh five months maybe and um, that was a good experience. But just having you as my teacher was a good experience itself because well, thank you. I had, um, you're welcome. The uh, I did a few makeup classes. One of them was with Nick himself for his Thursday beginner class. And um I did a couple of the improv classes there for makeups. And uh, I'd also, um, because of scheduling, had to go with another one of the teachers there. And I honestly am losing his name at the moment, but his class was on a Monday night.
1: See, um, it could have been Scott or Franco. It was Scott. Uh, or Matt. That's who it was. Scott? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh forget Scott's last name too, but um, he was a cool guy. And just contrasting your three teaching styles was so different. You know, just, um, I actually think that your style of teaching appealed to me more than um the others just because i don't know i i tend to have more of a um i guess i'm a romantic at heart or something like that (laughs) i don't know maybe it's just sort of we meshed in a lot of ways that i could i could understand what you were trying to get me to do or whatever i like nick a lot and a lot of times um it almost it felt drill sergeant e if that makes any sense the same with scott which you know scott is Yeah, Scott Oakley, yeah, which is fine. I don't mind that, but it's sort of the iron sharpening iron, I guess, approach, maybe. Right.
1: um, But it was good. I did enjoy teaching at that studio too. Nick gave me a grand opportunity, uh, you know, within my first year out there to say, I think you'd make a good, a good teacher. So I started teaching that adult beginners class, which is how I met you and a lot of other very Mm -hmm. talented people out there. And that was a, that was a cool experience just because it kept me in the mix with what was going on. I was constantly hearing from students about, Hey, you know, there's an audition for this, or there's, you know, a student film happening on this day. And, um, and it gave me an opportunity to, to not only do what i love which is the acting and the entertaining but then help other people pursue their passions which was Mm -hmm. it was just the best of both worlds and i i I thoroughly enjoyed it of course the pandemic really changed changed everything out there oh yeah Uh, but uh that's a whole other story
0: well you know i liked it um because and i think i'm glad you mentioned this studio because that's one of the things i was going to ask you about too is that so many people are like me i'm a creative by nature i like to draw and paint i like to um You know, get into things like acting, but I always thought to myself, how do I even take that first step as somebody that has no family, no connections of any kind? And, you know, someone's out there and they're like, how do I even take that first step? And Mm -hmm. to me, that was a great answer is that you get into doing that. You actually get in there to dig in the ditches, if you will. Yeah. (laughs)
1: jump in and do it and and that's the great thing about uh a lot of those acting classes is for one you can usually go audit a class for free so you can kind of see what you're getting yourself into Mm -hmm. and then if you if you decide to go down that path and and get a you know a single class or a month of classes or a year's worth of classes or whatever then you then you're forced to participate and you know pretty quick whether it's whether you're going to like it or not and it's you know, your nerves are all involved and you don't know what to say. And you know, it's just a, it's a great way to learn to jump in. the mood. And it's like anything. I mean, the more you do it, the better you get at it. I saw so many people come into that actor studio, really no idea what they were doing. And they didn't have a resume. They didn't have a reel. And so they just started. They would, you know, maybe they were good at improv, but they they didn't do well with memorizing lines or the other way around. Um, and so we would work on the things that they weren't as good at. And next thing you know, they're you know, they've got their headshots and they, you know, they've got a couple auditions and they do a couple student films or low budget films, and then they have a resume. And it's just, it was really nice to watch how people advanced um, from going, you know, basically going from, from nothing, no experience to a little bit of experience to. And some of these people, you know, I hope are taking me in the industry by storm right now. I haven't, haven't kept up with everybody, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, lot of opportunities out there for actors. And so that was, that was great to be part of that.
0: Yeah. I, um, I really enjoy the experience because it taught me a lot about just um, generally what your weaknesses are and what you need to think about when you, I mean, not just for acting, but, you know, it's easy to look from the outside in at actors and think to yourself, they're just playing pretend, you know, and then when you actually get to it and you've got to memorize the lines and you've got to hit your points, you know, your marks, if you will, it's a whole different ballgame.
1: It's tough. It's crazy, actually. There's a thousand things to think about when you're on set somewhere, and um, hopefully, you can just zone in and be present and be, be do what you're supposed to do. But it is it is difficult. And I had a few moments on on set through my life where I totally spaced on the lines, and it's always embarrassing just to have someone you know line yeah. feature feed, feed the line. It gave me a whole new appreciation for people like
0: I don't know one of my some of my favorite actors, Harrison Ford and um, Tom Hanks. It gave me a whole new appreciation for them. Oh they, yeah. They make it look so easy when they're up there.
1: Uh, they Some of those guys have been doing it for a while too. So it's a lot of, it, it's a lot of, it's uh you know, second nature for them, I think, but still the preparation yeah. that goes into it, they, they spend months preparing for some of those roles that, you know, or even years preparing for roles that will shoot over two weeks. Um, and, uh, and then it's done. So, but you know, it pays off. Yeah. You know, Tom Hanks has won what, two, two Oscars and, um, you know, they've both got huge bodies of work. So.
0: Yeah. I know that with mine, um, I did learn that I am good with improv and I'm not, I'm just saying if I had to assess something, but I also learned that I'm terrible with lines and memorizing lines, (laughs) you know, that was the biggest thing that I got out of that class and from doing the improv class. Um, one girl gave me a great compliment when I did the two nights of the improv class. She said that I was a natural at it. I don't know what made her say that, but that, that was a nice compliment.
1: Um, I don't remember you being terrible at, at line memorization, but I don't know. It's been a couple of years. So. It was just
0: hard for me, like just sitting down and trying to memorize when to hit my mark. Because I, I I have a learning disability by nature, like just reading comprehension. is just something mm-hmm. I, it takes me like two months to read a book that would normally take somebody four weeks, you know? Yeah. So.
1: I don't know. That There's is... some different techniques out there. I actually heard about one recently that I thought was interesting. I, I had an opportunity to interview some actors out here filming a TV show uh-huh. um, called the watchers that will hit uh, uh, a faith-based streaming platform here in early 2022. Um, but the, the, the lead actor, Kevin Porter was saying that what he does when he has a lot of, dialogue or a lot of lines to memorize is he will record himself saying the lines and then put his earbuds in and regardless of what he's doing, cooking, cleaning, riding a bike, whatever, he will listen to the lines play back into his ears. And, and I'd never heard of that technique, but, Hmm. don't knock it till you've tried it. So maybe yeah. maybe that's something to try moving forward is to, to listen to yourself saying the lines. And of course, when he read them, he was just reading them off the paper. He didn't have them memorized. Uh, yeah. And then he listens to them. He plays them back. So I just thought that was interesting. That was a new one for me.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely something that I agree with um, Nick that I learned from that. And correct me if I'm wrong, I doubt I am. But that acting is, it's one of those things like there's no degrees, there's no you know master's program. It's just an ongoing learning experience where you're going to learn something over the rest of your
1: life the more you do it (laughs) exactly well and it's one of those things too where i think yeah you can you can study it you can read about it um certainly it can help to to read screenplays to understand you know the different different types of dialogue out there and different interactions in the cinematic world Mm -hmm. but um just got to jump in and do it and try it because a lot of people will find that yeah it does look easy but it is not and it's not for them and maybe they they want to be that person on camera but then the nerves are so ridiculous that when they get out there that it's not worth it to them they would you know they'd rather be behind the scenes um so you really have to just jump in and try it and improv is a totally different beast because you can i mean there's totally different preparation methods for that i I don't consider myself very good at, at improv i like i like improv a lot um, and I've had a lot of fun with it through the years, but you really just got to think on your feet and just, just keep an open mind to what's going on. That's yeah. a, that's a different animal.
0: So I would imagine not many of us, even like people that are aspiring actors, um, are able to actually get on a set, you know, all the camera, the directors there, you know, you're on a, whatever, modest, big budget thing. And the director is about to say action or whatever. When the first time you do that is your heart just pounding.
1: Oh Yeah. One hundred percent. I remember being on the set of The Resident for that first that first episode uh-huh. uh, a couple years ago, and it's it was especially you know it would have been one thing if it was just a small film crew and me, but it was not. There were close to a hundred extras behind me that they were queuing first, and then the cue came for the camera movement in front of me, and then eventually I got queued. So if I messed up my lines everybody behind me had to start over again, plus the dozen or so film crews. So it was like the pressure was really, really mouthing. I'm like, so all I was doing is they were counting down as I was just thinking, okay, I was just going through my lines over and over again in my head. I know this. And again, it wasn't, but a couple sentences. Um, and uh, as it was, it went well, but man, my heart was racing. It was racing. Yeah. Yeah. It's nerve wracking
0: because <laughs> you be- don't want
1: to be that guy that messes it up for everybody else. And they have to stop and start over, pull the camera back to one and you know, watching the director go oh gosh we got to do it yeah. again <laughs> yeah yeah uh, who hired this guy i was um and
0: i was i've been an extra in about five or six movies maybe three different marvel movies and oh, uh, cool. just standing there as an extra watching the whole you know charade and circus go around i mean that, that's just you know you i mean as an extra you're basically they call you backgrounds for sake because i mean you're you're basically like furniture for lack of a better moving furniture (laughs) i mean that's a bad way to put it but um it was just it's really cool if nobody's ever been an extra you should be an extra at least one time if you ever just want to see how intricate the process is um
1: oh yeah well it gives you an appreciation for what all goes into the filmmaking too though right because a lot of times you know if you're watching a movie you're not necessarily watching the background you're watching the you know the leads you're watching the stars that's that's who that's why they get paid the big bucks that's who you're looking at but if you do background work or extra work you will start paying attention to the background and movies and TV shows because you'll see you know you, you know how those people have been have been trained now okay and I told they got to walk from point A to point B and then they do it over and over and over again mm-hmm. where they go through the different so it gives you kind of a new appreciation for the filmmaking process I I got to be an extra on a couple sets when I first moved to Atlanta. And uh, actually um, was directed by Jason Bateman uh, in a scene oh, that he was cool. also starring in, in Ozark, which which blew my mind. The fact that he could jump back and forth between actor and director was just incredible. Um, that has since become one of my favorite shows. But um, but yeah, I, it's, it's good to do the background work. I think it can be long, tedious days for not much pay. But if you have the time to do it and you're interested in that industry, yeah, I would recommend somebody jump onto the set as as a background just so you can kind of see the flow of things and understand Mm -hmm. this is why the filmmaking process takes so long because there are just so many moving parts and um i'm gonna look for you in the marvel movies now gene
0: oh yeah i'll send you i'll let you know just let me know which i'll tell you which movies and where to where to look for me
1: um we just got disney plus so i'll I'll get in the mix here
0: if you watch the um the first new spider-man homecoming is that what it is? yes homecoming okay. there there's a scene where happy is like helping them move some stuff around like mm-hmm. he's packing up the place and i'm one of the workers that's like picking up you know cargo and looking through nice. it. i got a white hat on you can see my butt and my back and and all that good stuff and cool. i'm just sitting there helping that and then there's one in uh the movie need for speed these are my two biggest ones where you can see me if you remember need for speed oh yeah with aaron paul um i uh i walk right in between him and the other guy like i'm like this is me and you can see my profile like as i'm walking by them uh but oh man that was like my first that was my first extra experience that i ever no maybe my second but that was a saturday and we started the call time was at 10 a.m and we went i kid you not um dominic what's his last name was in that movie too um cannot english guy um he's a pretty he was in that uh movie oh he's been in a lot of weird things he was the um uh, Tony Stark's dad in the first, um, you know, uh, not Man? Winter Soldier. Yeah, the, um, the, Iron- the Captain America movie. Oh, gosh. He played Tony Stark's dad um, in that movie, but he was know. in there. And we went from 10 a.m. and they didn't even do a rap till like 3.20 in the morning the next day so we were like oh yeah and like there were and this was like a formal scene where we're doing a car show all the women are wearing their pumps and their heels you know we're wearing nice clothes and everything and that was like that was like some sort of bizarre torture after like yeah. 12 hours of it
1: <laughs> yeah and, and that's that's how it goes for a lot of the the extras on set is it's just crazy long days um i remember i got to be an extra on the set of first man uh which uh-huh. they, Damien Chazelle film um, filmed filmed there at the sound stages in in Atlanta and uh, I was so so you know enthralled by the process because Damien had just won an Oscar for La La land and I knew this film was starring uh, Ryan Gosling and and I was just excited to be part of the mix and I went in uh, for the first day and they, they gave me a haircut. It is the shortest haircut I've ever had. Of course they wanted me to look again, it was a period piece. So they cut my hair real short on the sides. I did not even think it looked good. Um, and, uh, you know, put me in a little outfit all for, um, in the final cut, I'm, you you see me for half a second in a room full of a hundred people. So, you yeah. know, I could have had, I could have had the hair coming down my back and a full beard and it wouldn't have made a difference. But uh, as it was, I got a terribly short haircut for that. Um, but again, to be part of the process, uh, I, I was always happy to do it. I, I'm never going to complain about a paying job, regardless of the hours, just because I'm fascinated oh, yeah. by the film industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was on that movie. Um, uh, Hidden figures and that oh, was yeah. a, what a great experience movie. yeah and um it was at the um dobbins air force base and they had uh, kevin costner on set he walked past me like 10 feet away that was a little surreal surreal growing up watching costner movies kind of like that's actually kevin costner walking right by me right now you know yeah. and um, a little bit starstruck at the at that moment but i remember talking to a guy when i was sitting at like this um we were sitting in sort of an audience and um i was like so what do you you know what do you do man and he was like I do this, He's like, all I do is extra work. He's like, my wife has a good job with benefits and I just do extra work as many days as a week as I can. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people do. I mean, that people have made careers out of, out of doing extra work. I wouldn't want to do it because it's, it's like you said, long, tedious days and, and the pay is not, it's not as good as it should be, if I'm being totally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who love it, really love it. And they go, you know, they'll sometimes have their laptop there getting work done while they're waiting. But yeah, for the most part, my, my background experience has involved being on set for, um, eight hours, only about 30 minutes of which I was out there where the action was, you know, with right. cameras rolling. The rest of the time, I'm just sitting in a holding area, trying to resist the, the snack food that's all over the place, craft services um, and and chatting. But again, the, the, the fun thing for me is always meeting the other people, the other yeah. extras. Everybody has a great story. Some of them work full time. Some of them don't. Some of them, like you said, they do that that's their thing they they go to the the extras casting every time there's an opportunity to be on set um the other cool thing I, I always thought was interesting about extra work is and i know tyler perry is one of one of the directors who does this it is not uncommon for an extra to all of a sudden be given lines spur of the moment um and it's at the discretion of the director obviously mm-hmm. and tyler perry i always heard you know he would leave the Little roles uncast until the day of the project for, you know, a waiter in a restaurant scene or something, so that he could say, you know, he could go through and look at all the extras and say, okay, you have the look I'm going for. Here's your line. Well, all of a sudden, your pay goes way up. All of a sudden, you have your name in the credits. And um, that's a a better story to tell at the end of the day, Hey, Tyler Perry picked me out and gave me some lines. So, so I was always quick to tell my students that in the acting classes, if wow. you, if you're interested in doing the extra work, you know, be prepared, go in there with, you know, you're looking as good as you can, because they might, they might put the camera on you and you might get some lines. Yeah. You know, I would
0: advise, I have to go back and see how many extra roles I've actually done. But, um, anybody that's listening to this, if you're thinking about doing extra, I would advise maybe they call them catacalls. calls when you have like the hundred person plus roles, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's not ideal, but maybe that's a good idea for your first one. So you'll be kind of in the crowd, but it's best to get as few people as possible. If you can get that information before you apply sure. to your next role, you know? Yeah. Um, well, Jay, uh, I know you may have to go. You want to do a few more minutes before we wrap it up here? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about that and, um, this, might as well go with that line of thought, um, with acting. Um, So say, this is a question I have, I don't know how caught up are you on the acting industry, but say you're a guy that's like in lower Alabama, maybe you live in Oklahoma, maybe you live in, you know, Montana, Oregon or something like that. And you're thinking, all right, I'm about to graduate college. I've got money in the bank. I want to go start acting. What's your advice for him to do? Where should he go? And what should he start doing?
1: Ooh, the where should you go is a, is a tough question to answer. You know, before COVID-19, I, I would have said, yeah, go to go to Atlanta or anywhere in the metro Atlanta area because everything's happening in Georgia. And, and from what I understand, mm-hmm. things have come back online in Georgia. Um, it's taken a little time as we're still filling this out with the new variants and everything. But yeah, my advice would be 100% go for it, especially if you have money in the bank. That's what was so huge for me is I didn't have that much money saved. So I couldn't just run off and try it because there are no Guarantees in that line of work. You you still have to, you know, put gas in a car if you drive one, you still have to eat, you still likely have to pay a cell phone bill. And and there are there are needs in life that that require money. Um, but if you have some money and saved up, I'd say absolutely go for it. It doesn't, it doesn't take really any experience to start. Somebody is always going to offer you your first gig, especially if you have the look they're going for. That's what's so crazy to me about this industry, is you can, you know you can do the best audition of your life, just really nail it and be the best looking guy or girl out there and not get the part simply because you're not what the director was looking for. Maybe in some cases You're too good looking. You're, you're, you're better looking than the lead and that's, that's not good. They always want the lead to be the better looking person. Um, And so you, you're denied the part based on that. So yeah, if you, if you think you have what it takes, whatever that may be, the spark that is within you um, I would say, go out and give it a try. Worst case scenario, you're not going to get cast in anything and you don't have to continue pursuing that. But um, I would say, go to, go to Atlanta. I would say, go to, go to Georgia, um, find out i mean you can just search on facebook or uh instagram there's so many different social media pages devoted to the acting industry now specifically in metro atlanta and georgia as a whole um get on those pages and just see start chatting with people and see what they're looking for what you can help out with and that that was some of the advice that was given to me just just wander onto film sets i mean it sounds crazy right they're usually closed sets but if you just wander onto a film set talk to the right people, say, how can I help? There was usually something for you to do. You're probably not gonna get paid that first day, maybe not even the second day, but if you do good work those first couple of days, it will get noticed and they will say, okay, let's get your name and phone number so we can get you onto payroll here. And then that's kind of your foot in the door. Is that ideal for acting? No, on the acting side of things, I mean, that, that would be to just get work in the industry. But as far as being in front of the camera, I would say get plugged in to a good acting school acting Mm. lessons are not that expensive in Atlanta compared to New York city, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Um, so I, obviously I would, I'm biased. I would recommend Nick Conti's professional actor studio there in Buckhead. Um, but there's a lot of good acting studios. Nick will be the first one to tell you there's other great acting studios in Atlanta. It's a matter of what works best for you. And, and it's not just a matter of going to the actor studio to get training, but to meet people, to again, find out if this is something that you want to do. Um, because people will find out that it's it's not an industry for everybody, um, and there's a lot of different reasons reasons for that. I mean, there's there's going to be things that push you as far as your morals and your ethics are concerned, and um, a lot of people can't can't stomach the way things go in, in the industry. I've I've been one of those people who's had a tough time with some of the the ethical uh, dilemmas within the industry, but. It is what it is. People like to be entertained. Movies and TV shows are being filmed on a regular basis. And so, yeah, if you've got some money saved up, go for it. Yeah. You go to Nick Conti's actor studio, tell him them, tell them I sent you.
0: So you're saying then you're, you know, whatever, you're 25 years old, 30 years old, and you're saying, I'm just going to go for it. I've been working my local, you know, acting um, whatever job here in, you know, Topeka. You're saying bypass Los Angeles. Don't go there. Don't go Chicago. Don't go New York head to atlanta it's still that's, saying, kind of the, atlanta. that's still kind of the, the thing to do huh
1: based on what i you know my understanding of the industry yeah. um you know and because there were threats a couple of years ago people well, we're going to pull out of atlanta because of this and this we're going to take the tax incentives from georgia georgia still has the tax incentives that's one of the reasons it's done so well i just did a new story out here on the michigan film industry what it used to be um it's all it's basically non-existent now um but it could come back at some point georgia took these great film incentives for uh, tax incentives for filmmakers that Michigan had Georgia perfected them and, and has been reaping the benefits ever since. Um, meanwhile, I'm trying to get them to start stuff back up here in Michigan now that I'm up here, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Georgia, Georgia's done a nice job with the, with the tax incentives for filmmakers. So there's, there's going to be work there. Now, a lot of the casting for those TV and film projects still happens in California, but, um, there's enough of the casting going on in Georgia that there's there's good opportunities for people. Tons you can still you
0: can still get noticed.
1: Still get 100. Yeah. yeah, worked yeah. out
0: for me. Yeah. Do you, have you heard of any? Um, because Georgia's had this going on for uh, almost 10 years, probably. Um, have you heard of any good success stories that um, that have happened out of somebody like doing that? You know, like starting in Atlanta and like, wow, this guy's a pretty big star nowadays.
1: Oh gosh, I can't think I, of any offhand, but I was just curious. I don't know of any personal stories um, other than I knew I knew of a guy in the actor's studio who had this great deep voice and he put together a little voiceover reel and uh, was almost immediately picked up. He was cast to be the voice of young LeBron James in a Nike commercial, which if I remember correctly, paid a cool $50,000 for whatever, you know, a day's work. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of his first first voiceover opportunities that's not usually how it works you don't usually just get a national commercial right up front but it can happen um right. and so um so yeah i've always heard stories like that but I, I guess no i guess i don't i don't know of anybody off the top of my head who moved yeah. to atlanta to pursue the dream and is world famous now i bet they're out there i bet they're in the works it's probably yeah.
0: hard to say but they're probably in the world there's probably a, a future chris pratt out there that's
1: i was just thinking about chris cr- pratt actually yeah I don't away,
0: yeah that guy, he just moved to LA and said, I'm just going to go for it.
1: So, got all right for him.
0: Yeah. Well, Jay, I appreciate it. I think we got a lot to cover. We, I think we could cover more if you want to come back on sometime.
1: I would love to. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. I'm happy to update you on life here in uh, Michigan, talk about journalism and uh, the continued yeah. world of acting. I'm, I'm still doing all of the above out here. So, there's a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah. We could definitely cover some more and go more in depth on it. Well, thanks for having coming on here, uh, Jay. Jay.
1: Yeah. I appreciate my pleasure. It. Thank yeah. you for uh thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, man. All right. Well, have a
1: great one. Good to talk to you, Gene.
0: Okay. Thanks for joining us on Talk With It Now. Everybody, have a good day.